Christ will give you light. One of the people in my life that I love and look up to is my brother. And growing up when he was in college and beyond college, people would often say about him that he would make a great priest. He was a few years older, he is smart, he's funny, he's got good social skills. But God called him to marriage, and now he has three awesome kids, my nieces and nephew. And yet, if I'd lived my life, I actually felt God calling me to priesthood. And it was interesting that I, I fell into the trap that I think a lot of us fall into, is the comparison game. That as I looked at it, I was like, well, my, my, my brother was, he's funnier than me, he's smarter than me, he's, he's a little less awkward than me, you know? Um, but, but then I, I've come to know the, the truth, right, that to compare is to despair. That whenever I measure myself against another person, I always lose. I was also very aware of my weakness, and one of the key steps on my journey to priesthood during seminary was a retreat in which I was very aware of my shortcomings. And I talked to God in prayer, and I was like, Lord, I, I know myself, and so I don't think this is good. So I think maybe I'm going to walk away. And on this retreat, God spoke to my heart, and he said, I know who you are. I know everything about you. I also know what's going to happen in the future. And I'm still calling you. I want you. And the grace I received in that moment is, Lord, I trust more in you and what I can't see than what I can see. In our first reading, Samuel comes to Jesse because God calls him to go there to anoint one of Jesse's sons as kings, as king. And so you see what happens here. Samuel walks up and he sees the first son, Eliab. And he's looking at him with his own eyes and he's, he's measuring him in his own mind. Surely this is the Lord's anointed. But the Lord says, do not judge from his appearance or from his lofty stature because I have rejected him. Not as man sees, does God see. Because man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. So then all the other sons are brought, and the Lord hasn't chosen any of them. Do you have any other sons? He goes, well, the youngest, David. So David is brought. David is, God makes known to Samuel that, that David is the one whom he's calling. And so he's anointed, and he later becomes king of Israel. Our own eyes can confuse us. Especially if we're comparing ourselves to God. If we're, if we're comparing ourselves to perfection. Which is actually imaginary for us. So if I'm comparing myself to an imaginary perfect standard, I will always lose. It makes me even think about... You know, there, there's now studies and psychologists have talked about this, but I think we experience it in our own lives, the comparison of social media, that, that I'm, I'm comparing this moment of my life to somebody else's highlight reel. 
Well, if, if I'm sitting here on my phone, I'm, I'm probably alone, not necessarily. Well, even, even if I'm not alone, I'm with people, but I'm not with people because I'm looking at social media. So I'm actually disconnected, I'm alone, and I'm not actively working on my life. I'm like, I'm like looking over the fence at my neighbors, you know, they have a fire pit or they have a tree house or a pool, and I'm like, wow, they have such a great yard. And then I'm comparing, saying, I don't have that. And, and I'm not actually doing anything to make my yard any better. And where is the Lord? The Lord is the one who actually is with me in my yard, wanting to be with me and, and to move forward. The Lord is calling me. The Lord wants to show me who I am and the path he wants to lead me on. When David said yes here, when David is anointed, could he know what was going to happen? Like, no. It was impossible for him to know all the struggles and battles he was going to face. Just like for us, it's impossible for us to know the future. I'm very aware that as I talk to seniors, actually, they're more aware of it than I am, you know, and they're talking about how, like, I don't know what's going to happen next. Like, this is the weirdest year of my life, and now I'm graduating college into this unknown abyss. But here's, and it, it's stressful, right? But if, if, we're, if we're stressed, who wants to hear all about it? Who, who does know our future? But the Lord. The Lord who has brought me to this point at this time. The Lord who will open the door at the right time and in his way. And I think knowing the Lord is with us is a huge consolation. That's why Psalm 23 is so helpful today. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I will not be afraid. The dark valley is, is it's the future. None of us can know that. I don't know the future, but what I know is the one who's with me. The one who will be with me. The one who is with me. The one who has been with me. On our retreat this weekend, the students gave some really powerful talks. And one, one student shared how, as she looked back in her life, she, she wasn't aware of God, how God was with her. But now, she realizes that God was with her every step of the way. There's an enlightenment by God's grace, that God, God is with us, even if we can't see it. And what does he want to do? I, I think he, he wants us to see those kind of things. That, and how does that happen? By drawing close to him. We're given this gospel today. It's the option we can use for people preparing to receive sacraments at Easter. And it tells us how baptism is an enlightenment. That, that God's grace is given to us and we can see things more clearly. We can see as God sees. Not limited by our own vision. And that's what he, that's what he wants for us. And he's the one that can do it. Like I, I can sit there and analyze it forever. 
I can get stuck in my own head. I can be determined to figure it out. And it's only going to lead to more frustration. Or I can turn like the man in the gospel to the Lord. To allow him to come into my life, you know, to open the door, to allow myself to, to let him encounter me. And to know that, that he might not give me the answer today, but in, in his proper time it will happen. That's what's interesting about this, this man born blind. He's been blind his whole life. But at this particular moment, in God's perfect plan, he enlightens him. And so I don't know the moment where God is going to enlighten me in some way, help me to see myself more clearly, see the plan ahead of me a little more clearly, see the past more clearly. I, I don't know. But I do know that it will be from him. I'd like to share a story of one of my favorite saints, St. Therese, of her own, an, an example of enlightenment. She noticed within herself a desire to become a martyr. The, the challenge, so to speak, for that was she was a cloistered contemplative who never left the walls of her convent. <laughs> so, but she had this desire to be a martyr. That, and, and I would propose, too, that, that God gives us desires that he has a plan to fulfill. And so she has this desire. What does she do? So she turns to prayer and she turns to scripture. And she says it's by chance she turned to 1 Corinthians chapters 12 and 13, where she reads that not everyone can be an apostle or prophet. And she says, well, that didn't bring me any peace. You, you know when you're enlightened, when it comes with God's peace. We can't make that happen. It's always a gift. It's a grace. But what did she do? She persevered in her reading of Scripture. And she read in St. Paul, 1 Corinthians, where it says, Set your desire on the greatest gifts, and I shall show you the way that surpasses all others. And then St. Paul goes on to talk about love. And she says, a quote from St. Therese, For the apostle insists that the greater gifts are nothing at all without love, and that this same love is surely the best path leading directly to God. At length I had found peace of mind, then nearly ecstatic with the supreme joy in my soul. I proclaimed, O Jesus, my love, at last I have found my calling. My call is love. Certainly I have found my place in the church, and you gave me that very place, my God. In the heart of the church, my mother, I will be love, and thus I will be all things as my desire finds its direction." St. Therese is able to find her place, not in comparison to everyone else, but the unique path given to her by God. She's able to see herself within that plan, see herself as good and unique, irrepeatable, irreplaceable, as she turns to him in prayer, that he is the one who enlightens her at the proper time. I, I can't control it, but I can go to him. And so our invitation this day is, is to open the door to Christ, the one who is the light of the world, 
so that we can see in his light ourselves, our past, our present, our future. We can see the world as he does. That Christ promises he will be the one, that he will give us his light 